Bokatov, we are doing Milachim Bet, chapter Vav, and we are on Pasuk 8. We're on chapter Vav, Pasuk 8. What happened so far in this chapter? Um, so far, all we did is that um, uh, Elisha's students, Elisha's students, he has so many students now, probably because Elisha is. Uh, has just fired Gehazi and given him Sarat. So now Elisha has so many students that they need more space. So they go and they want to build uh, more space for themselves to learn from Elisha. One of the students tries to chop down a tree. The axe head falls into the, into the river. Elisha says, don't worry. He cuts a piece of wood, throws it in the river. It attaches to the axe head and it pulls the axe head up to the top of the water. And the student gets it back. So now the student doesn't have to lose his money. This shows that Elisha cares for his students and is full of kindness and abundance when it comes to representing Borei Olam's word. Okay? Uh, we're on ch- Pasuk 8 now, actually. Pasuk 8. We're in chapter 6. Okay? So the king of Aram wanted to uh, go to battle against Israel, and he, uh, he, he took counsel with his servants, and, they sa- and he said that I'm going to go to a specific place. I'm going to go camp at this specific place. Meaning he wanted to go lay an ambush for Bnei Israel. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then the man of God, meaning Elisha, sends to the king of Israel, meaning who's the king of Israel this time? Uh, was he Yoram? Yoram? Yeah. Uh, and he sends him and he says, don't go to this place because that's where they are staying. That's where Aram is camped in ambush. So the king of Israel sends in a, in a careful way to the place that the man of God told him. And he warned the guy, meaning he, he warned the guy like that, that there was an ambush there. And he was careful there. And he sent him a couple of times. And, and he was able to avoid getting ambushed because of the, the uh, hint that Elisha gave him. Okay, and the heart of the king said, of Aram. What? He also said, said time and he said, meaning he did it once and more, not just once and not just twice. Meaning he's it happened more than more than two times. And he's, at least three times he was warned to go there. Yeah, and I think Radak also says about this. He said that he didn't trust him every single time. He went and tested it just to see if Elisha was. Oh, that's interesting. So Radak doesn't seem to say that, but let's see if Rashi, it sounds like Rashi would say. He was sending a messenger to see if, if, uh, he was sending a messenger to see if Elisha was right. And he sent a couple of times, that's okay. He did it many times. Interesting. Very interesting. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. You said. I think it's it's a nice uh, explanation. Meaning, yeah, Ram is meaning, still in his old ways. He's still he doesn't believe that the, he doesn't believe that Elisha could know. Right. Exactly. So the king of Aram gets furious and he says he calls the servants and he says to them. Tell me, which one of us is serving the king of Israel? Which one of us is a spy for Israel? One of his servants says, No, my master, the king, 
כי אלישח הנביא אשר בישראל יגיד למלך את הדברים אשר תדבר בחדר משכבך. He says, no, that's not actually what's happening. It's nobody is a, is a traitor here. It's just that the Elisha, the king of the, the Navi, the prophet of Israel, could tell the king of Israel even the words that you say in the privacy of your own room. Meaning he just, this guy just knows everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how, why your secret is being spilled and nobody's falling for your trap. So he says, uh, go and find out where he is. And I'm going to go and get him. And they said, he, we find that we know that he is in Dotan. Oh. Oh, exactly. So they send horses and chariots and a great brigade of military men. And they come at night and they surround the city of Dotan. So the servant of Elisha wakes up. So one of the servants of Elisha gets up and he sees that there is a, an, an army surrounding the city and he sees horses and chariots and he says to Elisha, Oh my goodness, Adoni, my master, what are we going to do? Okay, just for some context, Shelby. Um, king of Aram is trying to lay a trap for the king of Israel. And Elisha tells the king of Israel in advance that there's a trap there, so be careful. The king of Israel sends a messenger to check. He sees that, no, he's right, there is a trap there. And he doesn't fall for it. The king of Aram is like, how in the world did they find out that I'm laying a trap? I thought this was going to be a surprise. And it turned, one of his servants said, it's probably Elisha the Navi, who knows everything that's going on. So now the king of Aram found out where Elisha was staying, and he laid a siege around the city that Elisha is in. So Elisha is now trapped in the city of Dotan. And the king of Aram has just laid a siege around him. And then Elisha says to the servant, Don't worry, because we have a lot more soldiers on our side than they have on their side. Which is a fascinating thing to say, because there are no soldiers in Dotan. <laughs> it's just soldiers of Aram. So what is he referring to? So Elisha prays and he says, please open the eyes of my servant, this little uh, servant of mine, and he will see. And God opened the eyes of the servant. And he sees that on the mountain, there it's full of uh, horses and, and blazing chariots surrounding Elisha. Um, really spiritual things? Seems like a. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. The picture I remember is you know that scene in Lord of the Rings when all of a sudden like the white character comes down from the mountain and like helps save the war. I know it's um, a. It's just what comes to mind. But, but he says, but the student all of a sudden sees that there is what seems to be the Tzvah Shamaim. It seems to be the, the, um, the military establishment of the heavens. That are surrounding Elisha or protecting. I wouldn't say surrounding Elisha because Elisha is in the city, as Radak points out, but maybe protecting the city for Elisha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the deeper message behind this that Elisha now teaches his student? It's the mizmor that we're saying every day, that um, that they trust in their horses and chariots. <laughs> right, and this is like a, this is a. He taught this lesson to his servant in the form of the servant seeing this nevuah. Mm. 
or seeing these forces, right? And uh, where who is Bayeriduelav? So the servants, I guess the, the army, I guess, comes down to him. Elisha starts praying to Hashem and he says, Please blind the enemy. And he and Hashem blinds the people with blind, uh, uh, with he strikes them with blindness as Elisha prayed. So Elisha then turns to these people that are all blinded and he says, this isn't the way, this isn't the city. Come after me and I will take you to the people, the person that you're looking for. So Elisha now tricks the people of Aram. And he takes them to Shomron. And who's in Shomron, by the way? The king of Israel, exactly. That's the capital of the, of the king of Israel. And when he got to Shomron with the army of, uh, of um, Aram, he, he prays to Hashem and he says, Please open their eyes and they will see. Uh, and God opened their eyes and they saw and, he, and they saw that they were in Shomron. So the king of Israel says to Elisha, when he sees them, should I strike them down? Like you just serve them to me on a silver platter. I, I could, and he, called, and he called Elisha my father. My father, should I kill them? Should I strike them? I'm, I have my whole army with me. I'm in Shomron. Weirdest thing, I know. This is such a is now a modern day Israeli uh, tactic. And he says, do not strike them. Rather, what, were you the one who captured them with your sword? And did you kill them with your sword, capture them with your sword and your bow? That now you're going to strike them? You don't deserve to strike them. Rather, put bread and water before them, and they will eat and they will drink and they will go back to their master. And he opened for them... Uh, a big feast and they ate and they drank and he sent them and they went back to their master and for a period of time the brigades of Aram no longer came to Israel why do I say for a period of time because in the next chapter they're going to come again okay but but a weird very interesting story um, there is a you must say something like this. You must say that these were soldiers that were not necessarily... There, there are sometimes you have armies that are filled with soldiers that are there because they have to be. And you have armies that are there with soldiers that are motivated to be there. You know? Um, I'll say right now in the war in Israel, I think it seems like both soldiers are motivated to be there. Because one side is brainwashed and one side is fighting for their lives. Um, meaning the Israel side is fighting for their lives and the other side is brainwashed. But... But maybe it's a, it's the case of where it's like a mercenary army, and Elisha knows that you feed them well and you treat them nicely, you send them home. They don't actually want to fight, especially if they know that they've lost. So once he he scared them into submission, and he he blinded them and he scared them with, uh, uh, he has his his uh, the army of God. Well, they don't see the army of God, but once he's in the power, position of power, he doesn't necessarily have to kill all them. He simply sends them back with the kindness, and they go and they do not. Uh, attack Israel again Very very interesting story Maybe we'll um, read up on it a little bit for tomorrow And we'll think of some insight Amen Amen